Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. Thanks for tuning in to another show. We're going to be talking about the Kingdom Preparation Series that I recently did for the Philippines. Enjoy the shows, folks. It's going to be good stuff. Stay tuned. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Kingdom Culture, Kingdom Culture Preparation, Part 6, Readings from Different Translations. Stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. Looking in the Bible. Okay, we are back. So, as I promised, we're going to be continuing on. We're doing the Bible translations. As you can see, I got lots of Bibles here. Been going through my Bibles. In fact, I've been getting on my own case for some of my Bibles because I've got a couple of duplicate translations that I'm going to be letting go. But here's the deal. I love and appreciate you guys, and I'm glad you're tuning in. Uh, it's great to watch right now. In fact, we're watching it. So I'm watching it with other folks from the United States, from the Philippines. So even though I'm recording it right now separately, it's kind of cool because when I'm in there watching the show, it's neat to talk to you all. DJ Angela, we've got DJ Honey Love over there in the Philippines, Joseph Pastor Joseph Kalo, we've got uh, John, Dr. John Burpee, and Pastor Glenn, and uh, quite a few other folks that are watching. So it's always great to talk back and forth with you all. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for helping get us connected, by the way. Apostle Glenn, really appreciate that. Good man, good man. Okay, so starting to talk. Okay, so anyway, as you can see, I've got my stacks of Bibles here. I'm going to be going through, and I'm going to be reading a couple passages out of each one. And I'm going to put the words up on the screen for you folks. But the whole purpose behind this episode of the Kingdom Preparation is to help prepare you to pick out that right Bible that you want. Because as you can see, Bibles come in all shapes and sizes, colors, leather. You can put your case on some. You've got the big Bertha here. You can get your name put on it. This one's a big one right here. Look how big that one is compared to this little guy. Um, so basically, I'm going to jump right in because I know how I can get. I love talking to you all, and I'll end up talking for 10 minutes and then finally get started. So here we go. <laughs> Once again, thanks for tuning in to another Kingdom Culture episode. I hope you all are enjoying the Kingdom Preparation Series as I continue to share information and teachings that will help you in your personal walk with the Lord. <laughs> okay, so in this episode, we're going to be digging in and reading from eight different translations with the goal of helping give you all an idea of how each Bible is written to better help you choose the right translation for you. And that's so important because there's times back when I was younger that, man, if I had only known that that translation was like that, because when I peeked at it in the store, sometimes they're sealed in plastic or you're ordering them from online and there's no way you can tell what the words are like unless you go and do some investigations online or you get someone who has that Bible, you know, the American Standard or the New King James or whatever it may be. But this way, by reading the same passages out of each one, it's going to give you a chance to think and go, hmm, let me rewind that one back. Let me see that one again. Let me play that one again and so forth. So as I mentioned in the previous episode, 
having, this is very important, having more than one translation is always a great idea because you can pull out the King James. This is my King James large print, picked it up for, I think it was on sale for $11, but it's large print. So it's nice to have out when maybe I've pulled out the new King James or I've pulled out the new American standard and I can put them and cross-reference them and open them up and dig into the word. It's so exciting to do stuff like that. So with that being said, let's jump in to some translations. So we're our last, in our last episode, So in our last episode, we described what type of translation certain Bibles were. The three different types were word for word. So it was a word for word translation. They would look at the Hebrew language. They would look at the languages of the days of that time, and they would transcribe back and forth, back and forth, figuring them out trying to figure out what the words were, match them up word for word. Then you have thought for thought. What were they meaning in that whole paragraph? What were they trying to say? Let's go ahead and break it down that way. And then paraphrasing it. There would be a difference between the two in the middle somewhere. So if you didn't watch the last episode, which would have been episode five, I want to encourage you to go back and watch it after you watch this one because it's really important. It's going to help you also learn about the Bibles a little bit. In this episode, we're going to be reading John three sixteen and 17, in the following translations, the King James, the New King James, the New American Standard, the New Living Translation, the Amplified Version, the New International Version, and the Expanded Bible. Keep in mind, there are many translations, but these that I'm using are very popular and many of you have or heard of them already. So let's get started. So here we go. King James Version, John 3.16. I like to throw John 3.17 in as well because everybody knows the for God so loved the world, but they forget about verse 17. God sent his son to the world, not to condemn the world, that the world will be saved through him. That passage right there is so important before we pull out picks and axes and start, hey, you're going to hell. You know what I mean? So here we go. John three sixteen and 17 in the King James Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Okay, so that has that old English, Elizabethan English, the believeth those words like that. Okay. And it doesn't have too many in it, like some other parts of scripture have in the King James, but it was going to give you a good idea by using 16 and 17. So in the new King James, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes, so see King James was believeth, whereas the new King James is believes. So that's the difference in that wording. So that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, every time I'm reading this, I can't help but think about what God did for us by sending Jesus Christ down, dying on the cross, raising from the dead. And so, you know, you just think about that. So here we go. New American Standard. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. So as you can see, the wording's different, same meanings, 
but the wording's different. Okay? So, jumping on into the English Standard Version. And so, for example, the English Standard Version is ESV. The New American Standard is, it'll be NAS. The New King James is NKJV. So, when you're seeing these little initials, it's just the first letters for those who don't know of the actual Bibles. Okay. The English Standard Version. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Okay, so you see that one? So the last one, which was the New American Standard, said, For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. Whereas the English Standard Version, the ESV, said, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So it's the wording a little bit. Sometimes you think, you know, maybe they should have put a comma in there somewhere. Because, you know, like I've said before, a lot of the chapters, chapters and verse numbers, all those were put in hundreds of years later. Okay, it was put in there so people could find the scripture. And I talked about in the previous passage before a previous podcast. Okay, so we'll go right on. So the New Living Translation, this is one of my favorites for curling up with a blanket and just reading and just flowing. It just flows for this is how God loved the world. And so it's beautiful. So it just tells you right there. It already opened it up for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So once again, same passage, of course, but I love the opening of John three sixteen. for this is how God loved the world. It's like, hey, come here. You got to see this. This is how God loved the world. He gave his son and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Man, makes you want to get saved, makes you want to jump in and say, I want that. You know what I mean? Okay, so the New International Version, the NIV, and the New International Version has had many versions come out. They've done some revisions and things like that. So you really have to go through and do a deep study on which ones are the best ones out of the NIV. You can check them out. You can look online, check on some studies, check the different variances of the New International Version. But it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Okay, another beautifully written, you know, but to save the world through him. It's almost similar to the New Living Translation. So that was the NIV. So here's a neat one, the amplified version. Now with the amplified version, what they do is, like I mentioned before in the last podcast, the amplified version, they broke it down, but they used different synonyms for certain words and they put them in brackets. Okay, so here we go with the amplified version. For God so loved, but in brackets it says greatly. So it says, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he, in brackets, even gave his 
and then again in brackets, one and only begotten son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him, and then in brackets, as savior, shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge and condemn the world. And then in brackets, it says, that is to initiate the final judgment of the world brackets, but that the world might be saved through him. So they really expound on the words. So you might want to take a look at getting the amplified version. I still don't have one. I thought I had one. I think I ended up giving it away. But in the amplified version, you end up reading and it gets you into it. It uses more words to get the point across, but it's the same point, but it's more understandable and it pulls on your heart. Just like this is why God loved the world so much, you know, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge and condemn the world. That is to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Boom. Just put it all together in one big love message. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Amen. So then the last one I've got up here is the expanded Bible. Now the expanded Bible is really neat. It has some similarities a little bit to the, uh, the amplified version. Um, I picked one up on sale and, uh, you can also buy these cases, you guys. If you can't afford to get the leather-bound Bible, get a, a imitation leather or get a hardback. Hardbacks sell for, my gosh, like $30 to $40 cheaper sometimes, if not more cheaper. And uh, you just put it inside one of these. Put it inside your own case. Cases are great to have. They protect your Bible. But this was the expanded Bible, and uh, I really like it. I don't use it enough this translation enough, but they've got maps and all kinds of good stuff in there. Even has the tabernacle pictures. We all love pictures, right? <laughs> so anyway, here we go. The expanded Bible. So it also uses brackets for certain areas, but it says for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only. And then in brackets, it says only unique, only begotten in brackets. And then it gives you some other verses. It says, son, so that whoever believes in him may not be lost. And then in brackets, it says, perish, but have eternal life. And then it opens up another brackets for verse 17. It says, for indeed, God did not send his son into the world to judge the world guilty, condemn the world in brackets, but to save the world through him. So reading that without stopping and just reading through the brackets and everything, it says, for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only, only unique, only begotten, throwing those synonyms in there, son, so that whoever believes in him may not be lost, perish, but have eternal life. For indeed, God did not send his son into the world to judge the world guilty, condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Bam. And there it is. Those are the Bibles that I wanted to read John 3, 16 and 17 out of for you. And I want to tell you a couple places you can go look online as well. I hope this really helps, folks. If you have any more questions about Bibles, just go ahead and ask. 
I mean, you can go on YouTube and find tons of Bible translations. You can find people who actually, and I thought about doing it, but I don't want to bite off too much, but they actually go through and they do Bible. Um, they go through and check the Bibles out. So you could be looking for a certain Bible, and if you're looking for, let's say, the New Living Translation, you can go online and you'll find reviews. That's the word I was trying to find. You'll find reviews on these different Bibles, and they'll tell you about them and the different ones depending on what, which one you want to buy. But wait, there's good news, okay? There's good news because let's say Bibles are out of your budget or there's no one locally that'll give you a Bible. And as I've mentioned before many times, if someone's locally and you know me locally, let me know and uh, we'll chase you down a Bible. If you're not in our state and you live in the United States in the lower 48, let me know as well. We'll chase down somebody. We're still trying to find people in the Philippines that can connect with people to get them a Bible. But uh, yeah, let us know. But at the same time, here's something really important. A great place to read the Bible online, okay? This is a really good one. A great place to read the Bible online is BibleGateway.com. So if you're watching this on your phone, chances are you're able to surf the internet. So you can get on BibleGateway.com and also the BlueLetterBible.org. Both of those websites are great. They have free Bibles. They have tons, especially Bible Gateway. They have... I forget how many, but it's over 20 or 30 possibly Bible translations that you can go in and look up and scroll through. You can type in what you want to read, what verses and everything. You can highlight things. You can study right online. So that's a perfect way to get the Bible on your phone. Um, also on your phone, computers and tablets, you can get those different apps as well, like the Version Bible which is really good. Many of us have the Version Bible. You can read reading plans. You can go in there and read Bible plans where you can read the Bible through in a certain amount of time. You can just read the Bible, highlight what you want, save things. You can ask for prayer requests. There's so many things you can do with the Version, And I guess there's might be a blue letter Bible app as well. And uh, so there's some great tools online that you can use. You just got to search for them, folks. Find those and use them. I mean, there's no excuse in 2021 for us not to be able to have the Word of God in our hands. I mean, we surf Facebook all day, right? So we could surf the Bible. <laughs> They're like, uh-oh, there he goes. We could surf the Bible for a few minutes and read some stuff. There's a lot of amazing things in the Word of God. And so I hope this episode helped you with translations. I'll do some praying and figure out what I'm going to talk about next for the upcoming Kingdom Culture program. But let me know what you're thinking of it. I mean, is it is it going good for you? Are you learning a lot from these episodes? Let me know because I need that feedback because it helps me know I'm going in the right direction. It's like baking a cake with too much salt and not enough sugar. And everybody goes, oh, the cake is delicious, Steve. And come to find out nobody likes the cake, so I keep baking that same cake with the same recipe, and finally, 10 years later, someone says, I've always hated your cake. And I'm going to be like, why? Because it never had enough sugar in it, even from the first time we tried it. Oh, man, why didn't somebody tell me back then? So the same thing with doing Kingdom Culture. I already spoke to 
jug honey love and uh, she said nope things are going good but it's also nice to hear from the listeners and the watchers as well let me know what you think are you learning something if you are learning some things let us know let's get some conversations going right there in the comments section so good sound good and uh if you're using a translation that I didn't mention, like especially over in foreign countries, over in the Philippines, what Bibles do you all use? Do you use something close to the New King James, but it's in Filipino, or how does that work? Let me know. That'd be interesting to find out what you all use with your Bible translations. Awesome. And remember, by reading the different versions, you can learn a lot. You might learn a few synonyms for certain words and just go back and forth and and can go back and forth. It just brings you deeper into the word, helps you study more, helps you learn more about the word of God, helps you also learn about how we should be walking on this earth as followers of Jesus Christ. Sound good? With that being said, I am going to pray. So Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for this opportunity to reach people all around the world, talking about your word, talking about the inspired writings of godly men and women, that you inspired through the Holy Spirit to put down in documents what you needed us to read. So I thank you so much for the opportunity. As always, thank you so much for the connection between us and the Philippines and Pastor Glenn getting us all connected. I thank you so much for the connection to be able to reach people on the other side of the globe, 9,000 miles away. Praise God. What a blessing. So Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity. My prayer today is that many will learn how to read the Word of God. They'll find the translations that are best for them, and it'll cause them to dig deeper into your Word, Lord, and come closer to you. So with that being said, I thank you for all my listeners and watchers. Blessing on all of them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, as always, shout out to Jug Honey Love with her God is Love ministry. She's doing a great job over there. Interviews and everything, 8.30 p.m. on Sundays, Filipino time. Also, prayers go out to her with the loss of her friend Sam. She was the one that did her first interview with her on the God's Love Ministry. And what a blessing, what an honor it was to be able to listen to her testimony. She is truly with the Lord. She's truly with the Lord. And thank you, Jug Honey Love, for introducing Sam to us. You introduced her to the world in your opening season of God is Love. That is powerful. So she was, I think she was your first interview, correct? And so that's amazing. That's a total blessing that you were able to share her with the world before she went to be with the Lord. And it's, we're sorry that things happened the way they did. And I know you're going to miss her, but you're going to get to see her someday. And hey, I'll get to meet you guys someday, right? We'll all be together up there with the Lord. So that's awesome. And so, hey, shout out also to Pastor Glenn Blakeney, Apostle Glenn Blakeney. He's the one who actually connected us because him and I were doing, he invited me to do podcasts with him connected with Jug Honey Love. So what a tremendous blessing that was as well. Pastor Glenn Blakeney, his ministry is awakenations.org. And he has a lot to offer the body of Christ. You need to check out his ministry. Seriously, folks, it's very important. Ministry courses. He's got courses online, teachings, trainings, training to equip others. And one of his goals is to declare and demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom and the spirit's power to the nations of the world. 
Bam. Yes. So I hope you visit his site as well. You won't be disappointed. Hey, with that being said, get connected with me as well, folks. Share this message with someone who could really use it that's going to help them get equipped. Thank you so much as always for tuning in and watching the videos. God bless. Love to you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.